Hello everyone and welcome back to Sunday Reset. I hope that you had a good week and that your day is going well or whenever you're listening to this. I'm really gonna be real with you here. I probably spent the past three hours recording over and over and over again because I felt like what I was like what I sounded like was dumb or it wasn't making sense and I was like I can't figure out a topic. I like lose my train of thought. I, I can't do this and like it's Saturday. I'm I'm recording this on Saturday. So I'm like, I have to do it. And like putting so much pressure on myself. And like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And then I was like, my mom, I was telling my mom upstairs. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Like this, I can't like figure anything out. I'm just being so harsh on myself. And I'm being such like a critic. And like, I'm picking out every single thing I'm doing wrong. She goes, why don't you talk about that? I was like, Ooh, oh, okay. Um, it was literally right in my face but it's fine. Um, so we're gonna be talking about, uh, harsh criticism on yourself, and I kind of wanted to just go in a little bit of a different direction with that, because as I was thinking about, like, harsh criticism on yourself, that's obviously such a broad topic that can go in so many different directions and apply to people in so many different ways, but I thought of a topic that I think we all can relate to, is why are we our harshest critics on our outward presentation? What I mean by that, you may call it like body image. You may just call it on how you see your physique. I don't know. I feel like body image tends to be like directed towards or associated with like females in the media. And that's definitely not the case. And something about this podcast is I want it to relate to like everyone, not just a certain gender. So I hope that like me talking about this obviously it's my own personal journey and it looks different for everyone but I hope that maybe a few aspects you can apply to your own life and just like just make it your own story with a few little tweaks here and there you know okay so I'm gonna start from the very beginning and that is like where did me being so harsh on myself with the way I look where did that even come from and I started thinking about that and I'm like because honestly like I can think about what where it comes from now and I can think about where it came from like five years ago but like let's get down to the bottom of this so I started thinking and I'm like honestly I think it was when it was literally shoved in my face in the grocery aisles in like when I was four years old what I mean by that is before we can even read or even have a phone to have social media or even understand what ads on tv mean we have these magazines that are literally shoved in our face at the grocery line aisle because they are, like, eye height away from us, you know? Like, it's like, do this to lose this many pounds. Well, we can't read that. Eventually, we will, and that also is something I'm going to address. But, um, or it's like, you just see all these people, and they're obviously all, like, glorified. And I was just like, how come I don't look like that? Like, what is that like? And my mom would be like, oh, those are celebrities, like, whatever. I'm like, what are celebrities? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand anything about this, this, like, thing, a magazine, other than, obviously, there's a tension towards these people. And I thought, well, all I can see is who they are. And so I started at a very young age. That's my earliest memory is three years old in the grocery line aisle, comparing myself and, wondering why I didn't look like that and wondering if I did when I grew up would I be able to have that attention on me and I thought that attention was a good thing back then um and so it was very like 
I don't know. It just it stuck with me a lot because obviously I still remember it now and it's been like years. So that's where it started. And from there, it was kind of a downward spiral because you have such a childlike spirit when you're young and it's like so innocent. And so obviously like that, that wasn't my main focus. But from time to time, when I'd see myself in the mirror, I would inspect the littlest things and be like, just kind of sad about what I see saw and from there it just grew to be more and more and more things um because obviously then there's middle school which is a whole thing um and you know you have people your peers who are telling you that you oh like you gotta look a certain way and here's something that uh, that I went through that I think really did a number on how I saw myself so when I was in middle school, like, early middle school, um, honestly, like, end of elementary school, I think that wasn't when it was, um, a lot of my friends, they'd be like, oh, she's so pretty, she's so pretty, um, she's so skinny, she's so skinny like you, and, like, whatever, and I was like, oh, and then she, they would say to other, my other friends, like, oh, look at her hair, it's so pretty like you, look at her eyes, are so pretty like you, and I was kind of left, I was like, the one who was like skinny. So I kind of made that almost like a personality trait. Like I was like, well, I'm the skinny friend and I have to be skinny in order to be pretty, which is not true at all, obviously. Um, and so I honestly like, from there I went to some pretty drastic measures where I had hurt myself, my system that's meant to be in my body to fuel myself I heard that, um, a lot, so it was just not a good time, and I was scared to to tell my parents, because my parents have always been super good about not, like, emphasizing your character for your outward appearance, they've always been very good about, like, you are, you are such a kind person, you have such a big heart, you, like, things that, like, are inwardly beautiful, instead of, like, oh, this looks, you look so good, like, right now because of this, blah, 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 like, and obviously, if I'm wearing a dress, I would be like, you look so pretty, because that's, that's nice, but, like, I'm just saying they wouldn't pick out certain attributes, such as, like, the things I was hearing at school, um, that would, like, emphasize your beauty, if, if that makes sense, and I'm sure with guys, I'm not a guy, but also I want to, like, try to relate here, I don't know with guys, but I'm sure there's something similar to that, I don't know if it's, like, oh, you have the athletic bod or, like, muscle or whatever and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to try to, like, try to be you because obviously I'm not. And so, but try to, again, relate it with your own, your own thing. So I went to Jurassic Measures of, like, I wasn't being kind to myself mm, physically. So it was, it was not a great time for me. Um... And I wasn't telling anyone either. And over time, I started developing habits where I would feel like I had to only eat a certain amount of things a day. Um, It was very like, it almost like, it got to the point where it controlled me. Like I thought, okay, well, if my whole life is out of control, at least I control this. I can control this. And then it started to become like it controlled me and it controlled my mood. And if I didn't do what I did, I'd feel guilty or I'd feel ashamed. Or if I did do what I did, it would make me feel like amazing. And I was like, 
yeah, and I'm so young, I, d- I couldn't differentiate the two. And also, it wasn't until, honestly, this year. That is how long it took me. I'm 17. It took me 17 years. Okay, well, I wasn't like this when I was like two, so. We'll say 12 years. I don't know. Something like that. It took me 12 years to get here, and that's okay. It takes time. <laughs> but, um... I think, honestly, obviously, it wasn't something that, like, had in that, in the point of my life of middle school, it wasn't something that I, like, was constantly thinking about. It was there, but it wasn't something I was constantly thinking about, because middle school is crazy, and your mind's all over the place. Like, you can't focus on one thing for, like, five minutes at at most. So, I was all over the place. But what happened was, I, quarantine happened, COVID happened. And that meant I had more time to overthink things because I overthink things all the time. So I had more time to do that. And it was from there, it got pretty bad. And I, I, I don't like to, I'm not like super, like, I'm not opposed to the idea of sharing all this, but I also think it's important to sometimes keep things private. <laughs> and so I'm not going to go into detail of everything that went on but I was just let me just say um I was in a very bad place and it was probably one of the darkest times of my life in how I saw myself and it was because of my social media honestly got out of control and it wasn't like I wasn't just comparing myself to celebrities at this point like I was comparing myself to people in my life and that's when it just got out of control and so I decided to delete it hence why I don't have a personal Instagram that is why I don't, because I deleted it for good, and I don't think I'll get it back for a little while now, because I, it, it's really hard for me to, like, sometimes be on social media. My mental health can be a little bit crazy. So, um, anyways, so it got out of hand, and I finally had been really open with my parents about it and, like, my loved ones, and it took me probably, that was my freshman year going in my freshman year so it took me a year last year was my year of growth is what I call it and it was when I tried my best can you hear that I'm like itching well not itching I'm not itching (laughs) what I'm like moving my headphones I, I if you can hear that that's what that is but um so um I had a lot of growth last year and I had a lot of people that um I love and loved me help me through that a lot and honestly I can't say it was something where I just finally clicked for me that like you don't need to have a certain physique to be looked at as beautiful it wasn't like there wasn't something like certain thing that made me just flip the switch and be like, okay, I guess I'm fine with myself now. It was more over time surrounding myself with people I love and seeing myself through the eyes that they see me. Does that make sense? So back to our harsh criticism in this aspect, the um, outward appearance. Instead of something I tried was instead of looking at myself and the way I saw myself for all those years, I started... And my family was very good about saying things that they loved about me that didn't, like, involve my outward appearance. It involved more of who I was. And um, I started to see the things that they were talking about. And I 
started to surround myself with a great group of friends who I have now. Um, and I realized they love me because I'm funny and because I have a, a good heart for the most part. I'm, I'm trying. I don't, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. And that I am crazy and like goofy and wild sometimes, but I'm also serious um, when need be. And like, obviously like that looks different for everyone and like everyone's qualities everyone has good qualities so when you're around people who obviously want to spend time with you and they love you think about how they see you like they're not being like i'm just her friend because she's pretty like okay if you have friends like that i would drop them because mm, we're not all gonna look the same for our whole lives we're gonna be old someday and your friends better love you when you're old, you know? But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one of the things I've tried to remember. It's like, if I'm not seeing myself in a good light right now or in a good way, um, let me try a different route. And let me try to see how my loved ones see me. And what they're saying to me, let me actually listen. Not, and let me not be like, no, that's the other thing. We're so, like, we're so quick to say no like, oh my gosh, you look so nice today. No, I don't. Stop. Like, can you just accept the compliment? They took the time to say the compliment. So at least say thank you, you know? Like, it's, they're not just saying that. And if, I mean, if they are whatever, that's, we don't need to think about that. We're trying to think positively here. Um, so like, accept the compliment and that will also help. If you do immediately deny it, that's what your mind's gonna think. It's like, no, I'm not. And then you just forget about what they said. Well, try to just accept compliments. That's going to be so hard. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've learned is surrounding yourself with good people and looking at yourself through the way um, good people and your loved ones see you. Also, accepting compliments. You don't have to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so pretty. Thank you. Like, okay, you <laughs> that's great that you're confident, but there's also a such thing as cocky. But I don't know. I don't know if that's cocky. I don't know. You can de develop your own opinion on that. But at least say thank you, because that's that's nice of them to say. So they took the time to say that. Thank you. Um, it's not that hard. Um, and so another thing that I've tried to do when it comes to outward appearance is have an outlet for that negative energy built up inside of you, okay? So what I'm saying is, there was a time in my life where I was really obsessed with the way I looked and I would work out to get results. Now, um, results look different on everyone. If I do a workout and I'm trying to expect results that I'm seeing on like some cover that could potentially be photoshopped and they're a completely different person than me, I could do the exact same thing every day and it would look different on me than it would like, I don't know, my best friend. I don't know, you know? Like, we're so different, and so you can't expect to be like, I'm going to look exactly like them. And, I don't know, personally for me, it's sometimes, and it, it, it's sometimes hard because for me personally, uh, when I did work out for results, it wasn't a healthy, it wasn't healthy for me because I felt like I was just spiraling and going down a rabbit hole of like negative thoughts about myself because I'm not them or whatever I'm comparing myself to, you know? So I started to, I started to surf. And because I've always loved the water and I've loved the ocean, 
and I felt very free when doing it, and I've never been great at sports, like, team sports, and so, um, I've always loved to dance, and I've liked to run on my own, but I, I was like, I'm, I need to try to find something to put my negative energy in that I have, like, instead of putting in, in, like, these workouts that I want to be like, I want to look like her, blah, 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 um, I need to put in something that I actually enjoy and don't feel, like, bad about myself afterwards, so I started to surf, and I felt very freeing and, like, peaceful and, like, one with nature, (laughs) um, and so I, from there, um, I would run more, too, because just being outdoors really helped because it made me, like, zoom out and be like, you know what, like, I'm just a tiny little speck in a giant world. That sounds like Horton Hears a Who, like the speck. Anyways, that's off topic. Um, but yeah, that's me. I'm the speck on that little flower in Horton Hears a Who. That's, I'm probably even tinier than that. I'm literally five feet. Yes, I'm like microscopic on that flower. And so, and like, so why am I worrying about this tiny little thing on my body when there's a whole world out there? for me to explore, you know? And so I started to find other routes to like obviously take out my en- negative energy. And then it started turning into positive energy and I was like, "You know what? I just love to do this. This is so fun." <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then um and then like I went back into like working out, but now when I do it, it's more of just I want to do it because it makes me feel good. And I'm not trying to work towards any type of results for me. I The only result I want to get is a good headspace. <laughs> That's it. And I've noticed that when I do work out, I do have a positive headspace after. And I feel like a fresh headspace. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go into the next day or whatever, you know? And so it started from that transition of, like, shutting off in my mind that, like, I need to look a certain way. And more of, like my mind needs to be in a good place right now. And this is not putting me in a good place. So I'm going to try to find some different routes to put me in a good place. And eventually I got to the point where I was able to work out without comparing myself. Um, so, and obviously from time to time, I still do, but it's so much less. Like it's, I'll have little, little moments here and there where I'll be like, (laughs) I want to have that. And then I'm like, Grace, you're being stupid. What, 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 what? So yeah. Um, it's much better now, and I'm happy about that. And then as far as, like, something I I have always told myself is that your body is a temple. So you have to treat it with love. You have to fuel yourself with good nutrients, whatever. And you also have to, like, have fun, move around, you know? But you also have to take rest. And that's so important because I would overwork myself when I was in that bad phase of my life to the point I literally had bruises on my back from doing sit-ups. That is not good. Like, is that treating your body like a temple? No. You have a literal purple big mark on right before your butt crack. Like, that's... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm treating myself with love. Mmm. I would beg to differ. So, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, I 
I always come back to your body's a temple and you need rest as much as you need everything else. You need rest because that's also beneficial to your mind. It's beneficial to your body and you're giving it time to recharge. Hence why I use my Sundays to do that for all of the aspects body mind soul that i think i think that should be the slogan i don't think podcasts have slogans but if they do body mind soul sunday reset yeah so um anyways i've said anyways so many times <laughs> sorry should i cut that out no we're on a roll i don't need to i don't need to cut anything out i so far i haven't stopped which is good i feel like i feel like when podcasts don't stop it's like more real like you're actually having a conversation you don't hear like soda and then when the, anyways um Mm, I said it again. Um, so, so, your your body is a temple. Treat it with love, kindness. And guess what? Also to touch up on this, like, if you do, like, want to work out however you want to work out and you do find yourself in a good space and you're able to, like, if you're working towards something and you're able to find yourself in a still a good headspace, like, by all means, like, do what makes you feel genuinely happy and good about yourself. Like, genuinely. Another thing that I've tried to remind myself is that, my body is literally just a shell. Like, I am so much more of a person than just what my body is. And, like, part of it is, like, learning to like things about that. But also, if you're, like I said in the last episode, if you're just okay with yourself, like, that's that's good. Like, I would rather have an okay day than a bad day. Like, it's being okay is a start. And being, like, neutral to the way your body, your appearance is, like, I don't, like, it's very rare, and I don't think anyone is 100% with, like, the way that they are inwardly and outwardly, and so even being just okay is fine. Like, we have our off days, we have our great days, but for the most part, I know I'm just okay, you know, and so that's fine, and going back to, like, your body is a shell, and, like, you just being, like, you're more than that, and it's, like, I guess here's what I'm trying to say. Like, when I see my friends, obviously I think that they're beautiful humans. But I see, I see they're, they're, like, they're beautiful humans um, because of also how they treat people and how they support one another and how they see people. Like, you could have, like, the greatest, most beautiful person, like, beautiful in quotation marks because I feel like that's many, many people it's not just one, but the, like, ideal beauty, another quotation, friend or significant other, not significant, uh, okay, yeah, significant or person you like, there, person you like, and they could actually be, like, a super mean person, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, you're not actually that attractive, like, so it, it just is, like, I don't know. I see people for more of who they are. Like, I don't see my friends and be like, mm, I'm not going to be friends with them because they have that. Like, what? That's that's just mean. Like, I don't I don't see people like that. Like, you 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 see someone for like who they are and what type of impression and like feeling you get when you're around them, I guess. And the type of like person they are. Are they accepting and welcoming? Are they closed off? But, you know, they're still interested in, like, having a conversation with you, like, for for first impressions, I guess. Like, that's, like, that's who people are. They're not, like, their outward appearance, obviously. And by all means, like, if you feel confident and, like, obviously, like, I'm gonna tell my friend, like, you look really great right now. You look so nice. Like, you look beautiful. 
so besides like being our harshest critics with um our outward appearance there's also like obviously so many other topics but another one that comes to mind is like pressure we put so much pressure on ourselves and if to achieve something and if we don't we end up being really critical about ourselves like if I put so much pressure on myself to like get A's on my exams and I don't like I'm gonna feel like a failure because and I'm gonna be like you're so dumb why don't you get that like come on Grace whatever and I guess it's like it's hard because there's a difference between like pressure and then motivation like pressure would be like you just want to do it because you feel like if you don't you're gonna feel dumb whereas motivation is like you have the confidence to do it and you know like you are excited because of the outcome or you know I don't know uh I guess if that doesn't make sense I'm sorry but um and so when I think of pressure most I mean there's so many things that could go into but I think of school because I'm such a bad test taker I can write I can take notes I can even write like essays like multiple essays at a time it's just those multiple choice tests they trip me up because I think every question looks the same and the bubbles start looking they start giving me headaches so in the tiny little text uh and so um I'm not a good test taker and so I know that and it's it's hard because I before I can even start the test when I like have that negative thought like that invasive thought in my head I'm gonna be like whatever no use I'm gonna fail I'm the worst I'm so dumb and as I'm taking the test I'm so dumb blah 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 like then of course your outcome's not gonna be great because you're telling yourself this so you're gonna believe that and so it's it goes back to like what you tell yourself is what you're gonna believe hence why we talked about like trying to hear what your your loved ones would say to you and how they see you and like so with this it's hard because it's like how do I get out of my headspace and I guess it's in this aspect or in this situation of school and I guess the best thing I try to do and it's obviously I'm not a professional at this at all but what I try to do is remember that like my worth is not defined by this test grade and as long as I'm trying my best like that's what matters but when I move on from high school I I would like to achieve whatever you know whatever whatever fits in that category for you and if I stay motivated in the aspect aspects that will get you there and I guess for me like what helps me see the bigger picture is like I struggle in math for example and I do my best and I try my best but what I tell myself is like say I tried my best and I get the grade and it's not the grade I wanted and instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb, oh, I'm like, I'm so stupid, I try to be like, okay, I tried my best, that's all I can do, do I want to go into math when I'm older? No. So, I'm going to try to focus more of my energy, instead of taking my energy out in a negative way about like, how stupid I am, whatever, I'm going to put that energy into some direction that I'm actually passionate about and want to pursue after high school, if that makes sense. That's with that pressure. I could go into a whole nother episode of all about pressures. I'm just naming one example and like, I guess you can apply that in other ways and other pressures you face because there's so many. But um, I kind of, I guess, talked about this a little bit in both of these aspects and that is invasive thoughts. That's another whole episode I could do. 
But invasive thoughts is literally all self-criticism, if you think about it. Mm, I guess, maybe. I mean, sometimes we get, like, bad what-ifs in our head or, like, bad scenarios. And that's still yourself making these situations up in your head that throw you down a rabbit hole and make you go crazy. Um, And so, for invasive thoughts, that literally can be anything. And what I try to do when I feel like I'm going to spiral or go down that bad path of, like, one thing after another being all bad stuff, um, I try my best to, first of all, if I'm, like, like physically sitting somewhere or, like, where I'm feeling this way, and it tends to happen more when I'm, like, falling asleep, which is kind of inconvenient, um, something I've tried to do more is if I'm, like, can't fall asleep and I'm wide awake because I'm thinking about bad scenarios and invasive thoughts about myself, I'll try to, like, turn the light on and write, and sometimes I write them all out, and then I, like, shred it up. (laughs) So, you could do that. Or, um, another great thing is music. Music, as I said in our last episode, is, like, so therapeutic. And so, like, plugging into, like, one of your favorite songs, or, like, I found that, like, oldies, like, old music, not, like, colonial, that's kind of creepy, but, like, music that makes me feel really good, and it's, like, I don't know, groovy, (laughs) whatever, um, that takes me to a good place, and I'm, like, oh, I want to imagine myself, like, in a teenage romance in the 80s or whatever. So it it kind of like makes those fake scenarios into better scenarios through music because you can do a whole movie montage in your head to a good song instead of like quiet room with like the fan going and imagining your fake scenarios that are bad. Like that sounds miserable. Wouldn't you rather have a movie montage? I know I would. <laughs> so that helps a lot. And then if you're somewhere where like you're not just sitting in one place um just go do something and like or talk it out that also really helps when you talk to someone you're like this is what I'm feeling like they'll sometimes just be like that is so unrealistic like that's not gonna happen kind of like a slap in the face like get with get with it that's not gonna happen or that's not true come on or you know they they could take the more graceful approach and be like well I'm really sorry you're feeling that way but please know you are such a great person, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, either way works, but talking it out with someone really does help because then you can get it out there. And sometimes even saying it, you're like, thoughts, you're like, why was I thinking that? Like, that makes no sense. So that kind of wraps up the three aspects I wanted to talk about with self-criticisms. There's like so many and I could do other parts, but I kind of want to get into more topics next time. Um, So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope that you took um, some stuff away from it and like you can apply it to your own life because again this is very personal to me and that obviously like not everyone has grace's story that would be scary and weird and creepy but um i hope that it can help you in your journey and um what you face with your own criticism towards yourself and please know you are a phenomenal human being and you're so much more than your outward presentation you're so much more than the pressures that are trying to bring you down And you're so much more than your bad thoughts. So you are more than enough. You are worthy. You can do it all. You can face it all. So I hope that this helps. And I'm really grateful that you're listening to this because I hope that you can take this away from it or take good stuff away from it. What? I hope that you enjoyed it. (laughs) There. 
And I always like to end with like one of your questions that you asked me because I feel like that's fun. And one of the questions that I received on the Instagram poll or questions was, what makes a movie most memorable and why? And I would have to say for me personally, something that makes a movie really memorable is if I cried or not, because I don't cry often in movies, but when I do, it it means it really pulled a heartstring of mine. And actually, so last night we watched um, Harriet, the movie about Harriet Tubman with Cynthia Erivo. Erivo? Is it Erivo? I think that's her last name. I hope I'm saying it right. But um, that, that made me cry, obviously, because it's so sad, but she's also so empowering and amazing. And I'm like, what? This is insane. So that made me cry. And then another movie that will always make me cry is Inside Out. <laughs> But it's not the part where Bing Bong, like, everyone cries at that part. That part doesn't really make me sad. It's the part where, um, it's the part where she misses her home because I can relate so much to that. And so that movie makes me cry. And then The Notebook, like, how could The Notebook not? It's like a romance. You, you know, you have, you have an empowering story about an amazing woman. You have, um, a romantic love story and you have Inside Out. Pixar always does it. It always does. So those are my movies that make me cry. And I think that they are most memorable because they obviously, they, when you cry, it means that it's really, it's hitting something in your heart that like you might not even know is there. Like, I didn't know Pixar could make me cry. They're not even real, but you know, they do. So anyways, I have said that word so many times this episode anyways. (laughs) Um, I hope that you have a fabulous week ahead of you and I hope that you have a great rest of your Sunday or whatever day or night you're listening to this. Um, I'm here for you. Please feel free to DM me or email me at sundayresetpod at gmail.com and then my Instagram is sundayresetpodcast. Pretty easy. So um, I hope that you have a great rest of your week and I would love to hear from you and any ideas or feedback that you have. And yeah, all right. See ya.